upon a time, in a tiny hole beneath the red soil of Devon, lived a little troll called Trolley. Though but small in stature, this trolley was bound with a destiny much, much larger than anything he could ever, ever imagine. One day, many demons came to the quiet town of Trollville, selling fire to his women, looting his cows and raping his house. Almost as soon as they had struck, Trollville knew who had done this deed. A chapel radio, armed with naught but a barrel of explosive hot fudge, and enough mawams to feed the envelopers, he jumped on his pacing steed. Richard Hill's in I resent that. And began his quest to assault the Tower of Trollville. To bring his corrupt institution crumbling around his perfect comb-over. Along the way, his eyes became fixated on looked back, deep in the chasms of the dark mind that he possessed, Trolley thought to himself, I can use this boy. Nick spoke, it's funny, I seem to have misplaced my garments. Ah, said Trolley, I see you like funny things too. And there and then, an iron kinship was forged between the two men. Together, they set off. It was not long before they were at the base of the town. himself. Devising in his head an instant plan of battle, Trolley handed over the reins to Nick, shouting gallantly as he charged on foot. You He's a feisty one, but keep a firm grip on his bit and he'll obey. With that, Nick galloped to the pace of the very peak of the town, using the wall and strength filled with the wheel of three members of Depeche Mode to smite down the hat covered of Claire Rosario, Harriet Buzzer, Nosey Tone, Sarah Salter, and his section of Sassy. Before finally smiting the wheel of bottle into the nostrils of Sam Allen. before reaching his goal and placing in it two tons of raw, destructive man fudge. The fuse was lit, the troll boy ran. Nick clapped from the balcony just in time and... BOOM! His evil stronghold fell to dust. In his place they built a mighty holy temple, broadcasting threats unto the people, great sound waves of comedy, music and stories. And from that day on it would be remembered forever as... The Trolley Podcast Project! Man! John Allen! It's March! It's the podcast! It's with Nick and Richard, but it'll be April as well by the end of it. Yeah, yeah as well, yeah, it'll be April. April. Oh, yeah, that's very true. Which is why it's the Easter podcast. It's the it Easter is podcast. the Easter podcast. Yeah. It really is the Easter podcast. Mm. Happy New mm. Year. Joy! Hi, I'm filling space in the podcast just to bore you for as long as possible because you should listen to this podcast more because we're not getting paid and I think we should. Charlie, we want a wage. Nick, do you, do you feel the same? Do you think I really do paid? feel the same, but I didn't know I was supposed to be getting involved in this in this infill, but well, you know, no, you're not. You're, it's you're just getting no, off. No, now I'm getting involved. No, I've got to get involved, actually. I think we've got to make a stand. Don't get off me, Nick. Do you mind? Just stand. Sorry, you asked me first. I'm not hitting you. I'm not hitting you. You're just making things up. I didn't. Nick, you just tried to hit me. I did not try to hit you. Oh, that was a hit. That was not a hit. You just hit yourself in the face. Why would you do that? Idiot. Now here, ladies and gentlemen, is a story called Enid the Dragon. 
step of number 10, Sillitbang Avenue in the year of 1392, and had been taken in by the Cartwrights, a happy family of plumbers. As the years went by, Mr. and Mrs. Cartwright began to wonder why Enid was growing so large and scaly, and why she never spoke. She also had an unfortunate habit of burning things all the time. Also, she roared all the time, except Trolley says dragons don't roar, they scream, but he's obviously wrong. In 1423, Mr. Cartwright died. Mrs. Cartwright was distraught, so Enid ate her. Then she did some more stuff, which was well good, because she was a dragon. You know what I mean? Then one day, Enid saw a flock of dragons passing overhead, and realised she was not just an ugly duckling, but was in fact a beautiful dragon. Not that she ever thought that she was a duck, but the, the analogy fits perfectly. So, from that day forward, she dedicated her life to being a dragon, and did a lot more stuff. Jonathan, the magic tram, was passing overhead at the time, and Beelzebub looked on with a demonic twinkle in his knee. Yes, it looked like the world was safe yet again. You're listening to Sound Out FM. Hello again, my name is James Cole. Not only do I like incest and necrophilia, but I also have a particular liking for fire. Yes, I know I'm a troubled child, but there, that's the way the cripple crumbles. Okay, what I do is when I see something I like, the look of, I burn it. Cars, trees, women, just to name a few. Burning women is one of my favourite hobbies, because my sadistic side really comes through. Well, wouldn't yours when you see a face melting? Before you, just like that. Oh, well, better be off. I've... Yes, spontane... <laughs> just spontaneously combusted, if giving... Ooh, it gave me satisfaction and a sore cock, just like having sex with a toaster. Well, I'd better be off now. I've got to burn the stuff. One, two, three, four. My grandmother brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, it's better than yours. Damn right, she's better than yours. I can teach you, but I'd have to charge. If you want it, oh, just grab my granny and thrust her. Take her. Take her up the asshole. Up the asshole with a spanner. 
spatula or a spanner? My granny's got a spanner. Granny's got a spanner. She likes spanners tonight. My granny brings all the boys to the yard. Brings all the boys to the yard. They like it's better than yours. They like it's better than yours. She's got a spanner. Have to charge. Once upon a time, a very long time ago now, about last Christmas. We brought you some stories concerning Winnie the Pooh and his friends. You will be delighted to hear that Pooh Bear is returning in a one-off special, unless we do some more, of course, um, which, which we probably will, to raise money exclusively for Comic Relief. So, if you like our stories, send your money, and we will give it to Comic Relief. Promise. <laughs> Christopher's childhood days. A donkey named Eeyore is his friend, and Kenga and Little Roo. There's Rabbit and Piglet and there's Owl, but most of all, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh and Kanga too. It was a warm, sunny day in the Hundred Acre Wood, and Pooh Bear was out looking for honey. As he walked, he sang a little song to himself. Oh, I do love to be a bear, tiddly-pom. Oh, I do love to be a bear, tom, tiddly-pom. If I wasn't a bear, I would care, tiddly-pom. But as I am a bear, I don't care, tiddly-pom. Beautiful," said Piglet, whose face had just emerged from out of a gorse bush. "What about the tiddly poms? What are they for?" "Well," Piglet said, "Pooh, I thought that they would give some sense of meaning to my song." "Ooh," said Piglet, "you are clever, Pooh. Where are you going?" "I can't remember now," said Pooh. Worried, I'm sure it was something important, though. Let's go and visit Kanga. She'll know what to do," said Piglet consolingly. "She usually does." And so they tromped off through the woods, and Pooh struck up his song again. Piglet filling in for the tiddly poms. "Hello, Pooh. Hello, Piglet. What are you doing in my neck of the woods?" said Kanga as they both arrived. Well, Kanga, I was rather hoping you'd be able to help me with that," said Pooh. "Well, I don't know what you were planning, but I've got a much better idea. Come here, Roo. It's time for your medicine." Roo sighed. He knew what to do. Pulling down Pooh's trademark blue shorts, he set to work. Pooh sighed happily. "Ooh, yes. Give me that honey." He murmured, while Kanga and Piglet looked on admiringly. Kanga said, "Now, Roo, have I taught you nothing? That's not how to suck a penis. Here, let me show you," she said, disappointed, as Roo's limp body collapsed feebly backwards, his mouth gaping and wet. 
Let me have, let me show you how to get it down real deep, said Kanga, demonstrating while Piglet penetrated Roo as a way of punishment. A fine time was had by all. The end. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, tiny little cubby all stuffed with cock. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie nearly silly old bear. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, no one particularly enjoys your company. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie nearly silly old Oh yeah, it's a terrible link, isn't it? I c can I can I sing something else? I was about to start yeah, singing something. This is the self-preservation society. This is the self-preservation society. Has anyone seen that film, The Italian Job? No. No, you should see that. Don't see the new one, but is the new one really crap? The new one. I don't want to see the new one. I see a bit of the new one. See the old one. The old one's good. Is it really, I mean, is it actually good? The old Michael Caine one's good, yeah. Why don't we ask people listening what they think? Yeah, what, yeah, what do you think? Have you seen the Italian email job? What do you think of us? Email the podcast at podcast project at uk. Yeah, tell us what you think of the Italian job. Yeah, please do. Yeah, we don't also, have any. No. Come on. We're all lonely. And also visit our MySpace account, which is, uh, what is it? MySpace.com forward slash podcast project. Yeah, sounds about right. Hooray. Mm. This is um, now the gossip column. Good morning and welcome to four trillion eight hundred and ninety-nine billion nine hundred and ninety-eight billion eight hundred and seventy-six thousand five hundred and eighty-one daily heavenly award ceremony. Just coming up to the red carpet now, I can see Sid Barrett, closely followed by Saddam Hussein, and bringing up the rear, the godfather of soul himself, James Brown. Let's have a word with Saddam Hussein, nominated for most botched execution of 2006. So, Saddam, how do you feel to be here tonight? Well, I'll be honest. <laughs> That's a first. <laughs> you are a wag. It's a wonderful surprise, in fact. You know, some of the family are around, too. Would you like to work with one of them? Well, I'd certainly love to, but just this moment I'm feeling a little too anorexic. <coughs> well, that's a shame. I hope you could have a chat later, but I must show you what I, what I can do with my head. Thumbs off, see? Well, that's just marvellous. Oh, and who do we have here? Just strolling up now. It's not another. It's none other than the Crocodile Hunter, Steve Irwin. Stingrays, loud foreplay. Just thought you'd like to know that. That's what I'd like to hear, positively. Alright, that's quite enough of that. Honestly, I thought this sketch was going too far when you're talking about Saddam. But I can't read what Troll is written. <laughs> 
Fucking hell, cut, cut. It, it's, I just, it, it's just getting bollocks. End the sketch now. Now we have to talk about sugar lumps. Sugar lumps are the natural resources of many South African countries like Tibet. Horses like sugar lumps. Humans have sugar lumps in their tea, coffee, hot chocolate, or any other hot beverage. If they want a more sugary taste, sugar lumps have, were invented by in 1956 by a fat Canadian in England who loathed coffee without sh sugar. He thus created a tablespoon. Nick, for God's sake, put that down! <laughs> Accurist will be four, twenty-six, and twenty seconds. At the third stroke, the time sponsored by Accurist will be four, twenty-six, and thirty seconds. And now a dramatized edition of Caecilius, Caecilius's handyman. It was a warm day in Pompeii, and Quintus was painting his anus. Why, this paint is jolly good. In the house, Caecilius was jacking off in the shower. <sighs> Great gushes of the glutinous substance stuck to his hands. Come here, slave. My spunk-covered hands need to be cleaned. Alas, one day I will have a... Trade union. <laughs> he didn't speak much longer because Caecilius stuck a loofah up his na hairy, unshaven <laughs> anus. The shower was blocked with semen and bits of slave. <laughs> Caecilius called the odd job man. Called Felicus. As soon as Felicus entered, Felix bent over and shoved a whisk in his anus, and unformed turd spilled out like watery spaghetti. <laughs> Felix was look, licking his fingers now, clean of anal material, <laughs> and was about to tell Phallicus what he had for supper when Barbilius entered with Salvis's head in his buttocks, being dragged limply behind him like a suffocated body. Hello there, Caecilius is upstairs. <laughs> Hello there, Caecilius is upstairs. When I last checked, he was injecting fat into his penis to inflate it, I think. Okay then, I'll just <laughs> pop off. And he did indeed pop off. Phallicus entered Caecilius' study with some intrepidation. Hello, Caecilius. I've come to fix the shower. Caecilius looked up, bent over his pus-seeping cock, now dripping with cooking fat. Blubber fudge. <coughs> I'm so sorry, it's even there next to the thing next to the object. Thanks for clearing that up! What do you want done? Well, I need some plumbing done. Everything is a little stuck at the moment. I was hoping you could clear it all up. And so Phallicus did so. And then, suddenly... 
Quintus and Clements have been playing who could get their penis closest to the meat grinder without being ripped <laughs> off. And Clements had lost. Bits of male genitalia were now in Grumio's steak and kidney pie. He was livid. I'm livid. The end for now. One, two, three, four. Nick, 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 Sometimes when he has a sleep, sometimes it has fleet, so he doesn't always have it. Nick, 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 goes to the doctor, suffering from continual flatulence. The doctor asks him to take his trousers off and lie down on the couch. Then, to Nick's horror, he produces a six-foot pole. "'What are you going to do with that?' asks Nick. "'I'm going to open a window,' says the doctor. One, two, three, four. Nick, 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 Sometimes when he has a sleep, sometimes it has fleet, so he doesn't always have it. Nick, 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 Hi. While Trolley's out of the room, I think I'll say something thoroughly unpleasant about him. Trolley is vapid, uncontrollable, flitting like a butterfly from plant to plant until he's taken his fill of the sweet, sweet nectar. What a bastard. I hate Trolley, and I really hope he dies in fearful agony, perhaps in a ditch somewhere. Now, that's not all true. Trolley is a very good friend of mine. It's just that, at times, he begins to make me want to slit my own wrists. And sometimes his. Mainly his. I think I should do it as soon as he comes back in the room. I've got a knife in my pocket. It's all sharp and ready. It's a shiny knife. Would you like to see my shiny knife? Trolley would.
Let's ask him. And now it's time to look at this sex scene that was cut out of Judy Dench's latest movie, in which Judy Dench has sex with a small school child. <gasps> That's about all we've got from that. I know it's a bit more. for Michael Loves by Barney and Max. Thanks, guys. Egad, a triceratops, screamed, Dick, I must run! He skateboarded all the way to Outer Mongolia and only looked back once to see Martha fall from a train. She did fall, and hard, too, onto a Simon because he had sold bombs to people who had AIDS and really needed to feel alive. This was Dick's chance. He had been so to Outer Mongolia only once before to buy women slaves to sell to children. This had not been a good trip for Dick, because he only bought 114 women, whereas last time he had bought 467. And also, music had started to play in his ears as a cloud of methane ran through his eyes. This was it. Dick was going to Bethlehem. He needed to find out whether Jesus was. Then he became Muslim and blew up my mum. This is where Michael comes in. Michael, Michael, Michael. A chubby lad who lives out on Bobbin Moor. Once or twice a year, he goes outside and feeds the women slaves which Dick bought him some forty-seven years ago. He'd feed them with little wieners and tiny nuts. But once in a while, he might go so far as to brew a cabbage soup. They loved cabbage soup. Oh, how they loved it! Dick loved his women slaves, and they loved him. Dick also loved Michael, the fat lad who fed his women slaves for him. Dick loved Michael. Michael loved Dick. This is the closing link for the podcast, Rich. The very last one. The last one before we go and end the show on a high. Actually, speaking of high, um, yeah, we won't talk about that here. No. What won't we talk about? Getting high. Getting high. Let's not talk about no, that. No, that's um, bad. It's very bad. Drugs are bad. Drugs are very, very bad. Children, don't yeah. forget to visit. I just dropped my pencil on the floor. It's pretty trippy. Say what, MySpace? Or yeah, both. Yeah, say visit, visit the podcast MySpace or email us with your thoughts. Especially mm. on whatever we were talking about at the beginning of the program. I think oh, it was yeah, the there, was, there was some reason. Italian job? That's right, we're talking about the Italian job. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. email us at www.thepodcastproject at hotmail.co.uk. Except it wouldn't without the W. Yeah, the www.thepodcastproject.hotmail.co.uk. Why did I say www? Because you assumed it was a website. Maybe you're wrong. Do we not have a website yet? Well, we've got a MySpace. Does that not count? Yeah, that's kind of a website. It's not www, obviously. No, it's just. Podcast project at hotmail.co.uk. Oh, well, we, we hope you have a good Easter, don't we? We do hope you have, have a good Easter. Easter. And you a good Lent. Food and get fat and make really, really fat. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Give stuff up for Lent because otherwise God will be angry with you. He'll be very angry with well, you. Well, they're, they're a bit late down. now. To do it. Is it late? Is it too late for that? When, when, when did Lent start? Mm, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. I yeah. think I gave up caring. Oh, Christ. <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> never give up caring. Never, never, never. Remember, children. Never lose your faith in April. Okay, you've got never to, um, lose your faith in April. In April. In April. Never, never lose your faith in April. Very good. God forbid. No, um, April. We've got Phallus Hawkins. Phallus Hawkins. Phallus Hawkins. Yeah, she's, she's on the show next month. And Debs. And um, well, Sponge Debs hit the pants. Yes, indeed. Uh, and also Erin Jewell being the queen. Mm-hmm. Being the queen. Yes. And also, just before we go, before we go, um, this is in the news recently that um, uh, John Reed is planning to send text messages to people uh, who. You know, are about are illegal immigrants have to hmm. leave the country. So I was wondering, you know, what sort of things they might. might oh, might, who's popular? Uh, hang on, who's, <laughs> hang on, hang oh, on. Tro- I think Trolley's got a message saying, "Get out of the country." Yes, I have. 
Oh, what, what does it say? Um, you better go. I've got to go out the country. It says, yes, Nick's coming to find you, trolls. So I think that really... That's a bit late, isn't it? Really, wasn't it? It is a bit late, isn't it? Yeah, because but I'm already here. Go. But, um, so I'm going yeah. to leave the country now. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I probably won't see you next month. I'm sorry to oh, hear well, that. We'll manage, we'll manage. We'll manage on your own. I expect yeah. so, yeah. yeah. It won't be the trolley hop podcast project anymore. It'll be... Um, the Nick and Rich Nick and Rich podcast. Well, actually, Rich. just the Nick podcast project, to be honest. Okay, well, then when I shoot you, it'll be mine. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But, you know, until then, good I'm the leader. Right. Yes, I have. Here we go. Those pills you gave me are fantastic, says a patient to his doctor, but they make me walk like a crab. Ah, those will be the side effects, replies the doctor. That's pretty That's bloody pretty funny. funny, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing so hard. So I? while we're on a high, we'll say goodbye. Oh, oh you're I didn't realise it. No, I didn't. Oh, son of a bleep bit, son of a bleep bit, son of a bleep bit, bit, a gun. <laughs> you thought I was going to say son of a bitch, didn't you? <laughs> Just to inform you guys uh, that uh, the show is written for you by Charlie Nick and Rich, of course, as usual, and we'd like to thank the Neurotics, uh, who very kindly provided the music for Nick's introduction and the show's instruction as well. So thank you very, very much, guys. Uh, and we'll hopefully have some more new material from them next month, but that's just a huge maybe. Um, and we'd also like to uh, thank Barney and Max for writing their story and letting us use it. Until next month, bye-bye. Have a good Easter. <laughs> The V, the V, that's all, folks.